Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Welcome to the podcast. I am Seth Green, your co-host. With me, as always, is the inventor of the infomercial and the original shark on Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thanks for being with us. Hey, great to be here, Seth. I'm excited uh, to be back in town from 23 days on the road, so it's good to be back. Home in St. Pete. Home in St. Pete, and, and hopefully a little less wet. Less wet, no no power, just the water just came on, so we have no electric yet, but, you know, I don't need electric to be on the, you know, be on my internet with, with you guys, so I'm, I'm good today, so. Um, good. I'm powering that laptop right now, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how you doing, Bob? Good to, good to say hello, man. I'm good. I'm good. It's nice, nice to see you again. We, we met uh, quite a, quite maybe five, six years ago at some event in New York. Um, I can't even remember what it was, though. Well, I, I know, and I'm, I'm, and, and seeing you, I said, I know, I, I know we've seen each other before. So great, great to be back again with you. So yes, Bob thanks. is the founder of the Social Media Monthly, which is the only print magazine about social media. He's also the founder of the Startup Monthly, which again, print magazine and web magazine on the investor and startup community and founder of VR Voice, the virtual reality magazine and website. Bob, we're excited to dive into all things social media, investing in VR, some of which converge together. Yeah, very much so. I mean, it's the, uh, there, there's a lot of overlap between social and VR and, um, I, I mean, I, honestly, a lot of our focus has been on the VR vertical um, for the last year, um, but uh, still the majority in, in, in of our audience is on the social side, um, and we're starting to show, you know, see some of the connections between those two sides happen. And you've, grew, you've grown a substantial subscriber base in three different magazines. Um, how did you get started, and how did you get to the point where you're so successful now? Well, success is relative, but, uh, but, you know, I'm still at it. And, and I'd like to think that, you know, six, seven years on that uh, we're still working on it means something. Um, starting a small business has been the hardest thing I've ever done from a financial standpoint. But I've, I've been having, I wouldn't be doing it if I, if I wasn't enjoying getting up in the morning every day. Um, but anyway, you know, within, um, I actually, uh, after, you know, working as a, you know, sales engineer, systems engineer for, about 12, 13, 14 years, um, back in 2009, um, suffered my first uh, layoff ever in my career after 10 years with a, uh, a large uh, conservation nonprofit uh, where I was the global IT director. And uh, uh, it's it a bit unexpected, but within, um, so this is April of 09, and with about three weeks of planning after that, um, I ended up organizing what, what turned out to be the first social media conference on the East Coast. Uh, here in Washington, and uh, it was it was very well attended. We had some very high end speakers, 
and uh, we had um, national coverage from PBS NewsHour um, and some other press. And uh, so it was kind of from that that I ended up then uh, doing 20 conferences on my own that year uh, across the U.S. and Canada and in Dubai. <laughs> And um, that led to um, a book. So, you know, at that time, everybody and their brother had a book coming out on social media. Um, but uh, put this book together during 2010, and um, it was called The Big Book of Social Media Case Studies. And uh, very much to my surprise, it got picked up and used as a textbook over about, at about 10 universities over the years. Um, and uh, I guess I was the first maybe author that put case studies in the title. You know, it, had, it had a pretty strong academic focus to it. Um, and uh, it's still, you know, you can find them on Amazon. And uh, I, I always beat myself up for never having done volume two. Um, you could still do it. I could still do it. You know, this was before Instagram, Snapchat. Um, you could update it. Plus. And... Um, uh, and then, so that led in uh, early 2011, you know, had a little bit of a, some social street cred. Um, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a talking head like Gary Vaynerchuk or Chris Brogan at the time, and I wasn't necessarily trying to be. Um, and I was trying to figure out how to differentiate. And uh, so starting a website from zero, uh, I had a popular site back in the late 90s. And so I kind of knew what it took to grow an audience. And... Um, uh, no one had done a print magazine yet about social media um, for a lot of obvious reasons, <laughs> you know, and this is at the height of the downturn of print. Um, but my yeah. uh, design partner and I, we put our first issue together in uh, 53 days from concept to print. And we launched it at a conference that's no longer around called blog world in uh, at the uh -huh. Center in New York in May of 2011. And three weeks later, we had national distribution with Barnes and Noble. Wow. That's amazing. And uh, by the end of 2011, we had global distribution actually in 20 countries. Uh, we were named one of the hottest magazine launches of 2011 by MIN, uh, which was an industry um, uh, coverage of, of the print industry. Um, I closed a small angel investment from a former CEO of Time Inc., uh, my first foray into taking money from somebody, and uh, uh, very, very complicated and long story. But uh, we did 17 print issues of Social Media Monthly over about three years. Um, and uh, we had distribution in airport business lounges with United and American. And uh, honestly, the, the business model was pretty good. It, it was, it's, was really the, the same struggles as any small business. Um, you know, getting, you get to a certain point and then it uh, becomes a cash flow problem. How do you, how do you hire you know, good people? Um, how do you sustain them? How do you you know, grow, have enough cash flow to sustain people to those sales start coming in. And, you know, I, I am, I mean, with my business for the last six, seven years, it's never been an issue about the business model. It's been about, um, I, I've gone through 15 salespeople since, since I started. So it's, uh, it's about finding a, a good team and, uh, and getting to that next level. So you're yeah. online. So Bob, I have, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, you go first, Kevin. I was just going to say, I got two questions. Number one, it's, it, it's mind blowing that in this world of digital and, and you're launching, you've launched this print version. Do you also have a digital version of, of your magazine? So we, we always actually had a digital version of the actual magazine in uh, iTunes and Android. Um, and actually we're getting some decent revenue through the iTunes store. Um, but we also had a sister website that we had started from the beginning. And that has, um, that always had original different content, 
um, from uh, the print magazine. And then right. we acquired one of our competitors, who's actually a very close friend about two years ago called The Real Time Report, actually quite, quite popular, based out of New York as well, uh, started around the same time. So between the Social Media Monthly and The Real Time Report, we today have over 3,000 articles online. Um, our, our email database, um, including our VR readership, is now 90,000. Um, we got a quarter million followers on Twitter and Facebook. Um, and, uh, but, you know, it, content business is, is hard, you know, because nobody wants to pay for it. And, and coming up right. with a, 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 a good uh, business model that works is, it's, uh, actually, I wouldn't even say it's hit or miss. Like I said, I, my fundamentals have been You've hit three times. I mean, you're three for three. That's not hit yeah. or miss. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've we've built some value. It's, um, I, you know, I think some some of it's a little bit um, being in the deep based in the DC area. I think has been a little bit problematic. I mean, most of the media companies and and so forth are based in New York. Um, you know, I get up there a lot, but it's 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 harder to network and and build those relationships. And DC isn't Silicon Valley, and I'm not saying you have to be in Silicon Valley, but you know, I think there's some benefits to that but dc's my home and and the nats are in the playoffs and i'm all psyched <laughs> so what okay so my second question so social media has created these entrepreneurs that are you know with all the following that they're getting eventually they 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 start getting into commerce okay so do you do you cover the social media commerce side of, of things or you know t tell me how you how you morph yeah, in, yeah, I mean, obviously, tell me about the commerce side. Um, I mean, our focus has always been the B2B community. And honestly, what, what, what made me so excited when I started all this, and it's the same thing actually with, on the VR side, is just as with, um, you know, social, you know, was going to infiltrate and has in, impacted every single vertical and industry out there. Um, and now it's almost expected requirement that most working professionals at least have an understanding about social and have it, how to leverage it in the workplace, whether they're social media managers or, or working in marketing or even sales. Um, right. And, um, uh, and so we've always, you know, looked at um, the business side impact of social on, you know, say the um, airline industry, um, small business retail, big box retail, um, you know, we, we cover a little bit about, you know, the entertainment side and, and influencer marketing and that side of a little bit. Um, but our focus has always been, you know, I mean, how are, how are police departments using social from a, a community outreach standpoint, investigation? I mean, there's, there's you know, as, as much as social is kind of a part of our fabric, I would stay, still say, you know, that the vast majority of people probably still really aren't using it or leveraging it to their, to their best ability. Yeah, you did Agreed. a large number of conferences. I think I wrote down 20 in a very short period of time a long time ago. You've now got these audiences you built up for social media startup and VR. Any live events in your future? Well, you know, so we were doing um, some social media conferences on and off over the over the years. Um, it's uh, honestly a little bit of it was, you know, we got to a point in say 2013, 14, when I, I felt the market was getting pre-saturated. It was just, you know, there were so many conferences out there and, and everybody and their brother and their sister. Um, what, what's interesting though today is um, after, you know, now six, seven years, and I, I kind of felt this would happen over time, is, you know, when, we, when we're talking with clients about um, doing 
um, marketing promotions or webinars, wherever, you know, however we leverage our audience for, for revenue, there's, there's only a couple other um, sites that kind of come up, you know, in name um, with, with Social Media Monthly. It's one is Social Media Examiner. Um, and actually, Mike Stelzner was, was one of my speakers at my second event in San Diego back in 2011. And the other was um, Social Media Today, which um, very unfortunately, the, the founder uh, was killed in a car accident a couple of years ago. And so that mm. site's, you know, it got sold. I, I'm not quite sure what's all up with it today. Um, but we're, we've actually been um, considering doing a, a, a new event sometime in the spring uh, on social. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, a lot of that competition has kind of fallen off, but we're we're still thinking through it a little bit, but I, honestly, a lot, like I said, a lot of our focus, we've been really, um, our opportunity with VR and as a content publisher, as much as I was early, I think on the social media side back in 2011, I was still maybe a couple years behind some other people with Mashable, you know, you name a few on the VR side, we're, we're pretty well positioned. I think we're, we're a little bit ahead of the game and it's, it's all about executing. You right. talked about the social media conference. What about a start? I mean, you've got the startup monthly. What about a conference for not just startups, but investors interested in them? And what about a conference on the VR side? Because there's got to be a lot of investment opportunity there. Well, so, so to answer on the startups question, so partially what happened was, I'd say around um, 2013, 14, um, because so many of the companies in the social media side we were covering were startups at the same time, it was getting increasingly more difficult to, to talk about those companies, what they were doing social, but also not talk about the startup aspects and the struggles of you know, getting a business off the ground. And so, and I was spending a lot of time in the startup space in DC and New York, actually, you know, how I met you know, Rand and Kevin at a, some startup event in New York one evening. And um, uh, so, you know, we started covering the startup space a bit more and, tried to do some dedicated content on the startup sector. And we piloted a print magazine called the Startup Monthly, did 5,000 issues, actually got, a, got fantastic feedback, almost, almost better in some ways than the social media side. But, you know, having learned, um, you know, what it, <laughs> you know, when I started a print magazine, you know, with, you know, myself and my art director out of our bedroom, basically, it, you know, it, the idea was it never to be a one person publishing company. And, um, you know, I didn't want to make the same mistake with the Startup Monthly. And without having a little bit of runway and, and you know, the opportunity to, to build our, our subscriber base and then, you know, uh, build on top of that, you know, I just didn't want to follow that same, those same mistakes we would do Social Media Monthly. So we kind of put Startup Monthly on the back burner a bit. Um, if you'll notice on the Social Media Monthly side, we actually have the Startup Monthly logo. And so we do a mix of both social media and startup related content. And we've never gotten any pushback from our readership. I think that's you know been a um, well appreciated. And we're we're very careful how we publish our content. I mean, everything is vetted, everything is edited for grammar. Um, you know, as much as I you know I have more content that I know what to do with, but we don't just um, you know publish it without any kind of uh, read through and vetting. Gotcha. Hey, on the on the VR side, is there a piece of hardware that you're 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 high on right now that you that you're seeing you know people uh, take off uh, start using quite a bit. Well, on the VR side, um, I mean, I, I think it's an exciting time, and and actually that's where we've been doing a lot of conferences. We just did the first um, conference 
on VR and healthcare um, here in Washington on June 1. And we're now doing a follow-up two-day conference at Harvard Medical next uh, March. Um, but we've got a number of both online and in-person events between now and then on different verticals within VR, just like, just like social. How's VR going to impact the travel industry? How's it going to infect, impact the retail industry, advertising? Um, but from a, a hardware standpoint, um, you know, there's, a, there's the entry-level um, mobile, which a lot of people are familiar with, whether it's Google Cardboard or, uh, or Samsung Gear. Um, and then there's the high-end mobile, which is the Oculus Rift from Facebook and uh, the HTC Vive. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a, I mean, it's an order of magnitude difference in terms of quality and experience. And as many, as, 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 as much as you've come across, a lot of people have tried Google Cardboard, the majority have not had that high-end VR experience like HTC and Oculus. And all of it's because of the cost of that equipment. I mean, you're looking at about between a, a, a game uh, necessary rig VR um, laptop and the hardware, you know, it's good $2,500 at, at the low end just to get started. Um, Google Cardboard, you know, it's a piece of hardware. bucks. <laughs> But um, yeah, the, the stuff that's out there is amazing, and um, it's uh, there's a lot of hardware and stuff going to be coming out on the market over the next six months. Um, I don't think it's going to be. Uh, I don't think this holiday is going to be as big as season as people maybe some of the startups need or want. But um, it's just uh, the next eighteen months is going to be amazing, and we we've actually organized. You know, there's there's more kind of a grassroots event, um, just like. You maybe remember Social Media Day a couple of years back, you know, huge, huge event. Yeah. Um, I'm organizing Virtual Reality Day um, for Saturday, uh, November 18th. And strangely enough, no one had registered virtualrealitydayday.org um, up until a few weeks ago. So, um, but that's kind of a grassroots right. opportunity trying to get um, local uh, meetup groups or universities or even small businesses just to organize a, a free educational event for the public. And our website right. going to act as a directory, like, you know, find an event near you. Um, Got it. Super. All right. How are you? How do you, one more question. I know your time is incredibly value. How do you manage the difference between the editorial content and blurring the line between, you know, the advertisers who pay the bills? I wasn't sure you're going to ask that one or not. So <laughs> to be honest, um, that, that issue came up almost immediately when I started much faster than I ever expected. And uh, I, I, it's definitely a, um, it's a tricky problem uh, to manage. And, it, and I think it gets, it's gotten worse, honestly, with the, uh, the, the, all the, all the churn. And I mean, the whole journalism industry is so up in the air at the moment and everyone is trying a different monetization model. And I mean, it's still got, I think another 10 years to, to shake out to see what what ends up sticking and working over the long term, but you know the the way I've always argued that is, um, as long as we're providing um, valuable, useful educational content on our site to our readers, you know whether it's a little bit um, self promotional or not, and we try to limit that amount of self promotion by say a sponsored company or not. But it's, a, it's about, at the end of the day, just making sure that um, even if it's uh, commercial, that it's educationally useful and providing some kind of value to the, to the end reader. That's, right. That makes sense. 
for our listeners and viewers who are interested in social media startups or VR, where are the three places we send them to? So actually the easiest is um, limited to two. So the socialmediamonthly.com, uh, T-H-E, socialmediamonthly.com, and Startup Monthly and our content is there. And then vrvoice.co, um, which uh, I think is nice and short and easy to remember, um, just vrvoice.co and on the virtual reality side. And uh, we'd love to have uh, people check us out and uh, we, we provide free content um, and uh, um, trying to provide value to as many people as we can. Awesome. All right. We've been here with Bob Fine of Social Media Monthly, Startup Monthly, and VR Voice. Bob, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Been a pleasure. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>